I have to say that I've been finding all kinds of reasons not to record my own audiobook. I'm shy, my voice isn't good enough, I don't have the equipment, whatever. I think I'm over my hurdle after this interview with David Wolf of Audi Vita, and I know you will be inspired too, so stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the Nonfiction Authors Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Nonfiction Authors Association. It's a supportive community where writers connect, exchange ideas, and learn how to write, market, publish, promote, and profit with your nonfiction books. Since 2010, the NFAA has hosted the Nonfiction Writers Conference, a three-day event conducted entirely online. Yes, we were ahead of our time. I'm Carla King, your host, and here's a quick tip to jumpstart your day, no matter where you are in your author journey. Just navigate to nonfictionauthorsassociation.com and grab one or more of our free reports. For example, how to grow your email list, how to generate book reviews, get a traditional book deal, self-publish, boost sales on Amazon, and so much more. And now stay tuned for our guest expert with tips to help you succeed as a nonfiction author. And here's David Wolf of Audi Vita, who's been in the audio industry for quite a while and has seen the boom of the audio book and podcast industry. Welcome. And wow, it's been quite a journey for the past couple of decades, right? Yes, yes, yes. Years ago, years ago, before I had Audi Vita, uh, I was soloing. I had done some things outside of the music and uh, production industry for a number of years. I did a turnaround that was outside the industry and came back around and started attending trade shows that uh, where, where publishers and authors would gather. And uh, there wasn't a lot of this out yet. It was uh, in the, let's call it 2007, 2008. And as mentioned, we're involved with podcasting too. So it was all things audio and this shift in consumer behavior moving into the consuming audio when you're walking and driving and doing errands and walking the dog and riding your bicycle or whatever else you're doing. Um, that shift over the last 10, 15 years has been extraordinary. So I would say that, yeah, I was kind of early to it, although I've had a long career in audio, the specific audio on demand has, is, uh, you know, only about 20 some years old. Mm -hmm. And I just read a stat that says something like 73% over 12 years old, uh, listen to online audio in just the past month. And that's about 209 million people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. it's been growing year over year uh, on the audiobook side, something like 28% uh year over year. It's a it's a couple billion dollar market now. Uh and you by the way folks that are listening can go out to like Edison Research and Goodreads and there's a lot of research just research uh, audiobook stats on you know Google it and mm-hmm. you'll you'll find a lot of stats and numbers and they're going to vary slightly depending on the source but bottom line is it's been really growing and I'm a happy entrepreneur because we're, we're, uh, we've been growing along with that trend as have other companies that do what we do. Well, I do think that authors know if we're not doing audio, we're missing out. The audiobook market size is huge. Um, even if it might not be, uh, you know, a year long ROI, you know, you might not make your money back. If you're hiring this out in one year, you're going to accrue, uh, readers or listeners over the time. So it's definitely worth looking at it, whether you do do it yourself or hire it out. Now you're an audiobook production company and publisher. Can you just define what that means to start so, with? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. So we're not actually a publisher. Publishers participate in the royalty stream with their authors most often. What we do is we're a work for hire uh, service provider. So 
authors and publishers work with us to help produce the audiobook version of the manuscripts that are either about to be published or have been published or a back catalog or what have you. So they're already on Amazon with an ebook and a print uh, and many other places they may be, Barnes and Noble, et cetera. Uh, Ingram Spark, all of those places. And then now they want to participate in the audio. So they either add audio to it or they're just coming out of the gate uh, out of a publisher's pipeline and they want to simultaneously uh, produce audio uh, with their manuscript. So that's what we do um, in addition to our podcast uh, side. And I mentioned the podcast side only because it's also audio and listening. And many of our authors turn uh, actually turn into cl clients that are doing podcasts with us because it helps promote their platform as an author. Um, and also, I want to just fold back to something you said just before this question, and that that was just about the idea of making your money back with audiobooks. It's not an inexpensive endeavor. Um, it's it's rather difficult to do DIY only because the specs required for the on the distribution side, which is uh, centered by ACX, uh, an Amazon company, are very very uh, uh, how shall I say demanding there you need to know what you're doing in order to do what's called audio mastering to spec which is things like sample rate and levels and uh, uh bit rates and uh, the form format of the files themselves it all has to be in compliance otherwise you'll be a very frustrated author trying to do it on your own so that's where we come in but what i wanted to say about the roi equation that you sort of telegraph that question is that particularly for your audience the non-fiction authors oftentimes the the audiobook is not the end product. It's designed to help promote a business or a practice or a consultancy or something, the book they wrote, uh, the print version of the book. It's designed to do something beyond uh, the sale of the unit sales of the book. So we find, you know, across the spectrum, some, some are business owners that just want it to be a calling card and they monetize it in other ways, you know, air quotes, monetize it. Others are more concerned about the uh, unit sales and making their money back. Uh, it does take time. You have to be patient, like as in podcasting or any production endeavor or any content marketing, it takes time to make your money back. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there. there. There's more than one way to think of monetization. It isn't necessarily only the sales. Thank you so much for that. Um, that's a great <laughs> explanation. And, you know, I just want to mention that the publisher, I'm a publisher because I'm a self-published or independent a pub, independently published author with my own publishing company. So, you know, I can hire a company like yours to do everything, or I can, I can speak it. And sometimes it's nice to hear the author of a book speaking the book. I mean, I know it's hard work. I can't get past personally, the first chapter of my own book. I just can't, I just don't have the voice of, I don't know, strength for it. So I'm happy to hire it out really. I, although I'd like to, I'd like to um, narrate my own book. Do you have any tips for somebody like me who's, you know, exhausted with their voice and like, <laughs> not a pro? Well, absolutely. More than suggestions, most of our business with non-fiction authors is indeed producing authors reading their own uh, as the narrator. We do this remotely through something that feels like a Zoom call, but it's designed for studio quality recording, all remotely record, uh, controlled by us and our producer. So you're in our environment, you're actually booking a series or scheduling a series of 90 minute recording sessions to avoid that fatigue that you're talking about. 
Um, some authors have had the experience of having to book a studio for eight hours at a time. That is not the way we do it. And for good reason, because, you know, it requires a certain level of focus. And if you're not a professional voiceover, you're not going to be able to, to, to you're not going to have the endurance for it. So, so we do 90 minute sessions or less uh, with a producer there to help coach the performance, not to train you how to speak differently or be a professional voiceover, but to tease the best performance out of you so that you're connecting as the author with your audience. That's the objective. So just to get a good, clean recording. And so we do that and we work with authors that maybe like you've described a little bit, it's hard to, it's hard to tug that line uh, alone without another set of ears on it. Coaching you, like if you flub a word, you may not hear it. And then it would, it would end up in the final book. But in our case, they'll stop and say, hey, okay, Carla, start at the, the previous sentence and then we'll pick it up there. So while they're doing that, they're actually notating on an iPad the PDF of the script for our editors. And we'll end, you'll end up with a completely seamless um, performance by virtue of our editing the outtakes out of the uh um, out of the source recordings. So if that makes sense. So we, our whole idea is to make it a lot easier, but we, we're, I'm very much in favor, if you're up for it, um, uh, whether you're working with us or not, to be the voice of your brand. Well, let's say it like this, if you're the voice of your brand, it makes sense for you to deliver the audiobook yourself. <laughs> Thank you. And so how does that work? Really? It's just like we are here on Zoom right now, I can see you. I'm recording. I have, uh, I do have an approved microphone, which cost I think about seventy five dollars on Amazon. It's yep. Audio yeah, you've got an AT. Uh, I think it was a twenty one hundred. We we like yeah. that microphone. We have another one we like to recommend. And when we work with authors, we send you links and all the procedural stuff in an email, and we have pre production call. So all of this is covered including the environment you're sitting in, because that's very important. You want to be in a room, it doesn't need to be a recording studio, but it needs to be what's called on a relative basis, acoustically dry. So you're eliminating echo in the room because that makes it impossible to edit. So uh, it needs to be generally quiet and free of echo. So we help our authors get set up. Uh, an extreme case would be go in the closet with your laptop and connect with us. There's video there so we can see what you're doing as we're directing you and so forth. Uh, but in, in other cases, there are rooms that have enough carpet, enough furniture, enough bookcases around them so that there's enough absorption and reflection uh, or absorption and uh, um, uh, diffusion of the sound so that it sounds good acoustically and it's acceptable. So our producers work with you to make sure it's it's within, quote, the spec. Uh, but back to microphones. So we also like the Samson uh, QU2. Uh, these are both very directional and it helps us keep that room echo out of the, um, out of the sound of the microphone. They're very directional mics. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not, uh, it's not hearing the dog barking out on the street or the UPS guy or anything. Right on. Like that. That's exactly right. And mm -hmm. by the way, when, when those things happen, our producers are all trained and we know this, we're listening. If a plane goes by, if you live close proximity to an airport, or if you do have a truck that has like a low frequency that, that the mic is picking up, they'll stop you and say, hey, let's just wait until that truck goes by. Okay, let's pick it up from that paragraph. Mm -hmm. So we do those sorts of things during the course of a recording session to make sure that we don't have any extraneous noises, which are not acceptable to the uh, distributors that do, uh, you know, the end, um, the distributors of audiobooks. So, huh. So does the producer stay with you on Zoom the whole darn time? I mean, well, it won't that's be, be hours and hours or or audio. Um, yeah, so so it's not Zoom. And again, to reiterate, it's 90 minutes at a time. So so yeah. short 90-minute sessions, they're with you the whole time. Yes. Wow. And, and and we use different platforms, not Zoom, because Zoom doesn't 
produce a good enough audio quality for the specs required. So we use uh, other platforms. There are several of them out there and we use them all in interchangeably. But uh, for anyone who, who's interested, Squadcast is kind of our primary. Riverside is another one. Iris is another one. Uh, Zencaster is another one. These are all actually designed for remote podcast production, but we've used them for uh, for audiobooks since I've been doing this. It's been probably 10, 15, 10 or 12 years. Right. Yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that the marketing idea for the podcast, I mean, we're, we're the nonfiction authors association. And so we sponsor our own podcast the nonfiction authors podcast. And if you're an entrepreneur, you should probably, you know, have a podcast about your subject of expertise. There's so many out there. Um, that I want to talk about uh, getting professional voice talent, though. Sure. Um, okay, say I just say I cannot do this, or I don't have time, or maybe I'm a woman and my 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 uh, audience is mostly men, so I want a male voice, or I'm I'm a Brit and I want an American audience, or you know, All right, uh, on. absolutely. A, you know yeah. how how much like more is it? To just hire it out. Is it simpler? Is it get, tell us about that? So our process is slightly different. We have a casting mm-hmm. team, Matt and Bo, they're in New York and Boston, and mm-hmm. uh, they're an ex- extension of our team. We do a lot of non uh, well, we do a lot of fiction books. Most of our casting work is in the fiction, but we do have some authors like you've described that they're they don't have the time, they're a CEO of a company. They don't, they don't feel like they've got it in them to do it for whatever the reasons are. So it's just a slight bit higher, about 10% higher. And what we do is we build in the, the talent costs. We buy out the talent. So there's no royalties or residuals. We help. The, there's a whole casting process at the beginning. We do an intake from the author so that we do dial in that perfect voice, considering the audience, like you just telegraphed, it's a male voice. Maybe they want a female or who knows what they're going to, you're going to know your audience. And you're going to know something about them. We've also had cases where the author will read certain chapters, but then there's dramatization that we hire actors for. So you can do what's called a hybrid model uh, where you're enacting things, uh, business books and so forth. We had one sort of an extreme case. We had nine characters that were dogs talking to each other about business and how to get along in a company. And um, these were characters that were talking to Mm -hmm. each other. So we produced all the actors uh, that was strictly actors. But in some cases, the author will read the narrative and then other things will happen. Uh, like that, where someone else will, uh, I've had cases where uh, a, a um, married couple wrote, co-wrote a business book and they would alternate chapters. One would read a chapter, the other mm-hmm. would, and they would alternate. So we were doing separate recording sessions and then stitching it all together in post-production. So, mm-hmm. so all those are possible. Anyway, we do a deep dive. We figure out what the what the needs are. We We go out to our casting pool of talent. We come back with somewhere between three and seven possibilities based on the input. We work with the author and or the publisher to dial it in, make sure we've got the right voice. This is all done from an audition script, same script for all the people we bring in. And then we make a decision with you or you some sometimes the author or publisher just knows who's right. And they just tell us we want number three. Other times they'll ask us for our opinion. We'll give it. And um, then we we produce and work with the talent outside of the author, uh, but the author is a participant all the way. We'll send you a sample. How is this doing? Is How's the pace? How's the tone? Is the attitude right? Are they pronouncing everything correctly? Uh, we will request, if it's a technical book, we'll get a glossary of pronunciation so that we're sure that the uh, uh, actor we're working with is, is uh, correct in those things um, um, and anything else technical. 
We'll also talk about, and this is true of either whether we're working with the author narrating or not, there are certain sections of the book that don't translate to audio, things like um, uh, graphic uh, content, which uh, can be handled a few different ways, and we can talk about that in a moment, but those are considerations. Also, bibliographies, long lists of things, tables of contents, they're not typically part of an audio product, so we we take those out. Um, you know, And the economics that we use, so you know, and we were talking about this before we started rolling today is based on the word count. So when we work with an author or a publisher, the price is the price. There's no mission creep. There's no budget creep, unless it's an extraordinary circumstance. We had mm-hmm. one case where someone accidentally sent us the wrong manuscript. It was three revisions uh, earlier. <laughs> and oh, so in that, in that case, she understood the, the situation. We had to re-record the whole book. Wow. Multiple, multiple actors, by the way. That was a fiction work. Oh, dear. I know. Oh, it was a nightmare. That's, that's the worst case. But if you know, you yeah. know, chances are you're going to give us the latest and greatest uh, revision and mm-hmm. that one wouldn't happen. But but the price that we give you is the price that you pay. That's uh, the way we work. It's all word count. Okay. So can you tell us what, what the industry standard and your prices are? So I well, so our prices uh, direct to market are for an author recording with us, a producer there, we charge 10 cents a word. For uh, most cases, non-celebrity talent with casting and um, production of a voice talent, it's 11 cents a word. So again, it's a roughly a 10% more, and that covers our casting cost and our cost for the talent. So we bake mm-hmm. all of that in. And that's all in. It actually includes um, setting up the book for distribution on the author's account or the oh. publisher, if that's where it is. So mm-hmm. we actually do the heavy lifting to get all the metadata, all the files in order and up and uh, you know in up for distribution. Um, we can talk about distribution in a moment because it's a big subject. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, and you then, also uh, need your uh, square book cover. Yes, well. very good. Yes. So we we do have uh, freelancers on our team that we send out the layered files so that they can conform the existing rectangular cover to a square, which is required. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a rule that we make. Um, you asked about standard pricing. So that's our pricing for production. Now, on the retail side, this is where we'll get into distribution, if this is a good time to do that. Yeah, this is great. So this, the structure of the market is ACX, which is an Amazon company, is the throughput, the platform that you create an account on that links to your Amazon account from which you get paid. Uh, they require an ebook version already be up in order. So we match the royal uh, your royalty rights to as an author to the ebook. That's the way Amazon and ACX think about this. So we go in and claim the rights for you. We help you get it set up. And Amazon is the throughput to uh, Amazon Audible and iTunes or Apple Books. Right. So audio. So that's about 45 to 48% of the market. So it's a big part of the market. You've got a lot of search. Uh, there are ways to, you know, uh, to work that game. And I'm not an expert in the marketing side, but there are ways to work out with Amazon to really promote your book within that ecosystem. They set their own retail pricing. So this is kind of to your point about what's the price of the book that a consumer pays. So, so they set the pricing based on tiers uh, one to three hours is X dollars, four to six hours is Y dollars, you know, so there's a tiered pricing. If anyone's interested in that, uh, Carla knows how to find me and and I can provide that. It's also, you can, you can search for it and find it uh, just Amazon uh, while you'd look for uh, audible pricing and mm-hmm. there's a tiered schedule of how they, but they set the retail price. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a bummer actually. Set your own price, which is an argument for selling directly to your own uh, website. I mean, uh, right from right 
You're right. Yes. And I'm glad you brought in point. You can't see the video, but I'm pointing yeah. up in the air with it's a great point because we work mm -hmm. with a, a really cool app called Awesound and we have set up our authors and publishers to use it. You can basically to have a, a graphic linked to a, like a shopping cart and mm -hmm. price and sell your audiobook. And it's a terrific deal. It's an 80 20, 80 to the author, 20 to Awesound. And uh, they take the credit card and you can sell, they'll sell any audio product from that platform from a huh. link or your website. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's a really cool way to, to sell direct. And we do recommend that for authors that want to do non-exclusive with ACX, which you have to do, uh, which lowers your royalty there. Let me back mm -hmm. up a little bit. Sorry, folks, this is kind of a fire hose, but, I, <laughs> but people can reach out to me if they want. Um, we've got documentation and we can talk you through it if you need to. But um, the, uh, the, the exclusive royalty rate as published by ACX for Amazon, Audible, and iTunes is 40% of net sales. If you go non-exclusive, so now you can sell it on your own website, you can sell it on about 52 other places, which we haven't mentioned yet. There's a lot of apps that sell audiobooks. It lowers your royalty rate to 25% of net sales, but then you can sell it and you've got the freedom to do whatever you want. You've got more control. And many of those sites outside of the ecosystem of yeah. ACX, you can set your own pricing. So and my fire, that's my fire hose. I just <laughs> want to say too, thank you. Okay, that, that's the wide model, which we recommend at the NFAA. And I have long recommended to have your book everywhere, including your own website, because if Amazon wants you exclusively, you can't even sell it from your own website. So you're losing a lot of uh, potential sales. And if you're also doing courses and things like that, you're, you may be losing way too much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so there are about 52 plus sites that we set our offers authors up on mm -hmm. um, using Authors Republic or Findaway. Well, there's, those are two sources you can go. So similarly to setting you up on ACX as an author, we would set you up on a parallel path to hit those other 52 or so. Right. And Findaway Voices was purchased by Spotify last last year. Yes, indeed. Uh -huh. People are listening to music. And they're listening to podcasts and they're yep. listening to the audiobooks. It's all yep. becoming in the same ecosystem. That's right. Yeah. So um that those are the other some of the other opportunities for audio um and video that authors can consider, right? Um, absolutely. And then you also do do you do book trailers? Uh we we have done a few in the past. We uh so trailers are not something we're producing right now, but that said, we um we have had cases where we've produced assets for social media promotion of a book or an audio book, right. uh, which are actually video files. They're called audiograms. These are MP4s that are created from a snippet from the audio book. And then we add a graphic to it. So um, it. those we've done. So we had one author, for example, who did 52 weeks worth of chapters from his, you know, each chapter, he had about 50 chapters. So each week was a new chapter quote. And the link to go buy the book, a little promotional thing. So it's it's not exactly a trailer in the narrative sense, but it does promote on social. So right, those Good. sorts of things we do for our own authors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I do want to mention too that um, these distribution off options include libraries. I I mean I yes. have I have to say. During COVID uh, in 2020, I started purchasing or borrowing really more audiobooks um, so that I yeah. could do multitasking, housework or shopping or driving or whatever. Yeah. And um, for independent authors, the library market is pretty huge, right? And that you can get via 
um, I think find a way or um, what was the other one that you mentioned? Authors Republic of the Authors other. Republic. The, the, those are the mm -hmm. two, the sort of the, the feeder platforms for all of those. Mm -hmm. And you just can click through all the different apps. There are several apps that service mm -hmm. university libraries and public libraries. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful. So if your book is a little bit more academic in nature or you want to reach those right. audiences, which I know you, you like to recommend, a lot of the nonfiction stuff is great content for the younger folks. So I think that's a, it's, it's a great way to go. Yes, and I think I have uh, Overdrive's Libby, and I have Hoopla yep. on my iPhone. And a lot of people are sort of organically, they're purchasing the whole ecosystem of the book. They're reading it on their Kindle, <laughs> right? right. And, and it, it keeps their spot. And so if they're in line somewhere, they can listen to it, or in the, if they're driving at the yeah, same time, which a, is amazing some... technology. I just it's good love stuff. it. Yeah, it's called, mm -hmm. I think they call it whisper sync. They used to call it whisper, whisper sync. It might be something different now. We, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it, um, I don't have a lot of expertise on whis whisper sync. Say that fast three times. <laughs> whisper sync, he said. Mm -hmm. um, but that's exactly what it does. It's designed mm -hmm. to keep your place as you go from mm -hmm. device to device between audio and uh, and uh, ebook. Yeah. Right. Well, is there any last uh, point or advice that you have for authors uh, using maybe considering audiobooks in their ecosystem? So, you know, again, it's a, it is an investment, and um, there is a trend to simultaneously release audio with the other versions of your book, so that um, consumers have a choice about how they want to consume your content. And there's sort of a theory that you know, you may lose some of your audience. One in eight books sold is an audiobook now, and it's actually outgrowing the ebook market, which actually surprised me when I first heard those numbers. So um, it's a growing market. If you can afford to do it, I do recommend doing it. Um, and uh, of course, I'm slightly self-serving since we're in the business of producing this work, but uh, the audio is not going away. It's really been exploding on all levels, the podcast and the audiobook. So, um, but be, behind my that recommendation, I would say if you do have any questions about either the process of doing it yourself, the process mm -hmm. of casting, uh, reach out to Carla and she knows where to find me and when we can talk to you about it. And because what I like to do is always make sure someone's very extremely comfortable with the process and the economics, so they really understand what they're uh, legging into. So. Well, thanks. And we're, uh, we're going to put all this in the show notes on the nonfictionauthorsassociation.com website uh, so they can reach you directly. <laughs> they can. Wonderful. So, um, yeah. So where, where can they reach you? So our website is audivita.com. That's like the car, Audi, A-U-D-I-V-I-T-A. It means the sound of life. And uh, huh. so audivita.com. And then um, my email is simply D, my first initial, W-O-L-F, wolf like the animal, dwolf at audivita.com. And that's also a great way to reach me. And I see that you're on LinkedIn very often. Is that your number one social media portal? Yes, we're mostly B2B in our world. Mm -hmm. So we tend to, I tend to focus a lot on LinkedIn. Yes. Mm -hmm. Great, great. And uh, I also do want to mention that there are goodies for Nonfiction Authors Association members behind the uh, member portal from AudioVita. Audio um, thank you and other partners. So appreciate that very much. Absolutely. And great to be with you today, Carla. Thanks thank so much you. for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Podcast live streams weekly with monthly top replays from our archive of over 400 interviews. 
find out how to listen or watch at nonfictionauthorsassociation.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for our email list to get reminders and all kinds of good stuff nonfiction authors need to write, publish, promote, and profit from your books. Know someone we should interview? Please let us know. There is a form for that on our podcast page. Meantime, keep writing. The world needs your experience and expertise. Hey, just a couple more things. We have some great sponsors for the NFAA and for the Nonfiction Writers Conference, including Lulu.com. Check them out. Looking for a better way to grow your brand and business? Lulu can help. Use our free platform to publish in all of the best-selling formats, including hardcover and coilbound, and connect to our global print network to sell your books directly through your own website. Lulu's e-commerce integrations with Shopify and WordPress allow you to sell your books your way. Create a free account today at lulu.com to get started.